Grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here we are, right? Christmas morning, the holiday of holidays, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. God has fulfilled his promise spoken so long ago through Isaiah chapter 62, verse 11. Behold, your salvation comes. For us, it's been four or five weeks of shopping and preparing. For Mary and Joseph, it was nine months. For the people of Israel, it was hundreds, if not thousands of years of waiting. But Mary has delivered, and in doing so, God has delivered on His promise. As the angels proclaimed, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Did you have any doubts? I'm sure Israel wondered as well. I mean, they knew the Word of God, but so often the Word of God seems so hopelessly out of step with modern days and modern times. It's interesting, it doesn't even matter which modern you're talking about, pre-modern or post-modern or pre-modern or the modern before that, and I'm sure there was something before that. But it wasn't really supposed to be this way. You see, in the book of Isaiah, things are kind of backwards. You see, Isaiah begins his great vision in chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. He starts off with this great vision of all of the nations of the world coming to Zion. A city set upon a hill. A city raised up high and exalted. And the power and in the, the presence of God for the world to see. A city sought out by everyone. But the reality of the preaching of his day was completely different. In Isaiah's day, the nations came to Zion, I'll give you all right, but they didn't come to worship. They came to pillage and they came to destroy. The Assyrians had laid waste to the ten northern tribes to the point that they were hardly even recognizable anymore. They decimated the south and left it weak, a vassal state of Egypt. And then the Babylonians came. And they knocked down the wall, and they burnt the temple, and they destroyed all the records, and they carried off all the educated people to other places of their empire and brought in new leaders, leaving just, just regular old folk to sort of fend for themselves. And what was worse is that no one was seeking them out. No one was looking for the people of Israel. And it wasn't an accident. You see, the people of Israel were under a punishment. They, they were the result of their own foolishness. They were victims of their own sinfulness, their own selfishness, and their own wanting to have everything they wanted the way they wanted it. So Merry Christmas. Isaiah's response, listen up, helps on the way. Behold, your salvation comes. That's what's so special, so glorious, and so wonderful about Christmas, is that we are here faced with the reality of God's special revelation of Himself unto the nations. Which we get to look back in history. 
Now, I don't want to ruin your day. I don't want to ruin all the peace and love and joy and hot cocoa and all of this. But I want to make sure that we understand exactly where we stand. We, along with the entire world, are lost, broken, forsaken, and abandoned. And try as we would like, we cannot save ourselves. Which is why it's so important to have this new preach to us. Behold, your salvation comes. You are, in fact... You are sought out. God has sought you out. And you're not alone. As much as it may feel like it. In our world today, we wonder if it's supposed to be this way. I mean, God's, God's, God's people are hardly seem any special. I mean, our divorce rates about the national average, maybe a little higher to tell you the truth. We as a people don't seem to be any happier than anybody else. We have comparable rates of mental illness. Again, that actually might be a little higher than the national average. You don't see any, any decrease when it comes to addictions or accidents or socioeconomic success or failure for that mark. And increasingly, we're treated with disdain and respect, even amongst those who would, who would number themselves among us. Isaiah describes the land of Israel and Judah as desolate, as deserted, as if there was nobody left, as if nobody cared. You know what's the worst thing about being lost? There's one worst thing I can think about as being lost. Is being lost... And coming to the realization that nobody's looking for you. Remember that movie Castaway? Tom Hanks' character. He's on a did a whole movie with just him and his co-star, the little volleyball, Wilson. Wilson. He's lost. He's on a plane. He's looking forward to a wonderful Christmas, and the plane crashes. He finds himself on a desert island, and. He's like, at first he's like, oh, this is fine, they'll find me. I survived the crash, yay, it'll be great. And then he starts doing the math. We were going from here to there. We drove that way, and then we went south for a bit, and that was five or six hours, 400 miles an hour. And he starts doing the math for the circumference of, and then he gets to the end of his problem, and he's like, no one is ever going to find me. Because I'm thousands and thousands of miles away from where I was supposed to be. That's forsaken. Left for dead. Declared dead. Lost and alone. And not sought after. We know the feeling of, of being forsaken. Our lives can easily be out of our own control. There are so many things happening. There are so many levers on the controls of our lives that even on Christmas Day, there are people who feel forsaken, lost, alone, and broken. In fact, today may be one of the worst days for loneliness on our calendar. For many, the holidays just mask it over and come tomorrow. The, all of the problems that were there on the 23rd will come back on the 26th. You don't have to lose your job to, to know the, the uncertainty that times bring us. We live in uncertain times. Our society sort of 
It's almost like we're purposefully generating loneliness. To start with, we're an independent people. But then you throw into the idea that our families are fractured and we keep moving. The last time I looked, we move on average of 12 times in our life. I'm not talking about like moving across the street or downtown the other side. of. The, I mean, we, we move states, like states and states and states away. Twelve times. I've lived in nine towns in my scant, tiny little 40 years. <laughs> On average, we move almost every five years. There's, there's almost no such thing as a hometown anymore. You ask people where they're, they're from and they go, well, what do you mean? <laughs> what, what, you mean right now or later or before? Our children, our next generation are, are hopelessly and desperate looking for community. We see, we see this research with the millennials all the time. One of the most important things they, they can look to them, they're looking for community and can't seem to find it. Scared of relationships, they don't know how to trust, they spend way too much time alone. And they admit, if you can get them to admit it, that they're frustrated and much more jaded than our previous generations. Much more. We're encouraged to take care of ourselves. It could be very lonely. Isaiah knew the feeling of being forsaken and all alone. He was the prophet of God preaching law to a people who had had just about enough of it. Few were listening to his words of warning. Few of them were listening to his words of hope. And yet in the midst that could have been and should have been their darkest despair, Isaiah speaks words of comfort and joy. Looking ahead, just as we've done throughout all of our Advent season, Isaiah sees the coming of the salvation of our God. Remember that you are lost, and just when you're about to give up hope, you recognize that no one is looking for you, and you resign yourself even unto death, when suddenly you realize that there is someone looking. That you are sought out. That you are not forsaken. That your salvation comes. And yes, today, salvation has come unto you. Isaiah 9. The people have walked in darkness, have seen great light. May we know that feeling that we're not alone. That the Lord is there for help. And sends us. People. Sometimes it's hard to accept when people come into our lives. You sort of get the idea that I'm alone and odd to be, right? But sometimes God sends us someone to just sit with us for a while. To show a little concern, some friendship and love and we're no longer alone. Home alone and the phone rings and we are no longer alone. And all of these problems and someone comes to help and we are not alone. And so Jesus came to earth, to you and to me. He came to save us, to send us to heaven. But he sought us out. 
We who were helpless and homeless, forsaken and deserted and no longer desired, Jesus came to earth not only just to you and me, but He came unto the entire world. He has sought us out, given us a new name. Today we celebrate the birth of Christ and we get a new name. We are no longer forsaken. He came to rescue and to redeem us, to be with us, to take our place as the lost and the lonely and the forsaken. He loved us even as He cried out that He was forsaken by God. He died that we might live. He rose from the dead that we might live. He opened the way to eternal life that we might live. And He has assured us that we will never, ever be forsaken. Verse 12, they shall be called a holy people. Redeemed people of God, you shall be called sought out, a holy nation. Imagine that even in our world, we have something that others can need. We are sought out, and they are seeking what we already have, and they, they very well may not even know it. And sometimes they seek us out, but more often it's we that go to them. But they see it in our lives. They see it in our hearts and in our eyes and in our lips and in our homes and in our jobs. They know the salvation of our God looks like. It is for the nations to seek and to know and to come to know. It is God's plan, God's plan and His purpose for us who have come to seek and save the lost. God is real. He is with us. He is our Emmanuel and He walks with us day in and day out. We are not lost. We are not deserted. We are not alone. We are God's special people. A holy nation. Christmas has finally come. None to you is born this day in the city of David. A Savior who has come to seek and save the lost. In Jesus' name, Amen. Let us rise.